0: Greetings everyone and welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast dropping in your trick-or-treat bag every week. And two hosts that you probably don't know and I shudder to think,
1: <laughs> I'm Rocky. I'm Blaze.
0: And that's right, this week we're talking about the streaming service, a horror streaming service, Shudder. We do love it. Yes, we do. Uh, this We've was been re- on
1: that bandwagon for a long time. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, and this was uh, this is actually our first request episode. Somebody requested this episode kind of early on.
1: Well, I thought somebody asked about werewolves.
0: That somebody asked about that also. Yeah. Yeah, but that wasn't a request. They were just asking like about werewolves.
1: Oh well, <laughs> I can uh, explain. <laughs> uh,
0: like, what's werewolf? <laughs> what Who's is werewolf? werewolf? Am I aware? <laughs> yes. Um, and then after that, we're going to have another entry into Blaze's Cabinet of Video Game Curiosities.
1: This one again on all systems. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So everybody can play. Uh-huh. Unless you unless have an Atari. you don't have anything. <laughs> yeah. Then, then you can't play. Um, and then after that, well, we'll, we'll be telling you goodbye. I don't know.
1: It, who
0: knows? We're just kind of making up as we go. I'm, I'm still waking up. I'm still waking up. How are you, Blaze?
1: No, I've been awake. <laughs> Never
0: mind. I'm still waking up. <laughs> but, before we get into all that, what's going on?
1: Not much. Just finished Squid Game. Oh, yeah? I dug it. I dug it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I still have a watched it. Everybody's yeah. talking about it. Everybody is not showing the fuck up about it. I'm seeing a thousand memes. I'm...
1: I'm I feel tie into it somehow. See, this is the great part about not having social media. Number one, my anxiety will kill me if I have it. Mm -hmm. And number two, uh, I don't have to deal with that.
0: (laughs) True. Very true. Well, tell us about Squid Game
1: then. Uh, Man, it is uh, quite a tale. Uh, It's pretty much the idea of getting a bunch of people who are in debt (laughs) and using these horrible horrible versions of children's games to be like hey for rich people's entertainment (laughs) like you can either win this game and win all this money that they put towards it or you'll die
0: (laughs) so it's just like hunger games or battle royale
1: yeah it's more like battle royale Mm. i think but uh i don't know i think they did a great job on it i really did and it's a show it's a show yeah Uh, nine episodes okay and uh, yeah, I really loved it. All
0: right, anything else to add about it? Nope. Any, uh, any deeper I... feelings or emotions or?
1: Uh, there is lots of dread and anxiety. Oh, that's great for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I love things making my conditions worse. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. The, the thing, the thing that I don't want in my life. i there just. I'm viewing. <laughs> I'm just clutching my chest every thirty seconds. <laughs> And it's like Blaze, are you having any-
0: No, I really like the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I sort watch it. I watched Midnight Mass, I finished that.
1: Yeah, I got through the first episode and really enjoyed it.
0: So. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten, actually. Which is a very coveted review. It's it's not a lot of things get that, but Rocky more says, to think about it. Check it out. <laughs> check it out. Um other than that, I've been reading Elvira's, Elvira's memoir, Cassandra Peterson's memoir. Right. Cruelly yours, Elvira. And I have to say this. Uh, it's great. It's hard to put down. I'm almost done with it.
1: But. Uh, sorry, it's uh, been a while. Yep, I had to put
0: the one in there. But um, it's, she has one of those Forrest Gump type stories. Really? Yeah, where That's- she just runs into like a lot of random people or it's, Right whenever something's happening, she's like, Oh, yeah, I was there whenever this happened, or I met this person, or fucked this person oh, <laughs> so okay. at some points, or whatever. And just like, What? <laughs> what? <laughs> For the first like hundred some pages, it's not even her as a virus, still her just doing all these other like performing gigs she had and stuff like that, and all these people she came across and stuff. And huh. it's really good, but it's just like, This is almost unbelievable. <laughs> Like it's so much. It's like, you met... Wait, what happened? <laughs> it is it, it is hard to put down. It's a really good book, though. And she's led a very interesting life.
1: I would imagine. So,
0: yeah. check it out. <laughs> check, check it out. <laughs> Speaking of check it out, did you watch the Halloween Hoedown last night? Joe Bob Briggs' I did. Halloween Hoedown? I did. I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who don't know, Joe Bob Briggs, uh, I, I imagine a lot of people know who he is hope. because it's kind of turning to a culture in and of itself. But for those who don't know, Joe Bob Briggs is a horror movie host like Elvira. And he has a show on Shudder called The Last Drive-In. He's been hosting for years and years and years. He used to have a show called Monster Vision.
1: Was not yeah. there one before Monster Vision too?
0: Uh, ye, Was there one before? Yeah, there's one before Monster Vision. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, fuck, I can't either. Something Drive In. Uh, I'm blanking right now. I'm still All Waking right, Up. But I, never mind. Yeah. Uh, but he he came back for a special a few years ago called the Last Drive and It's supposed to be his farewell day. They got him to come back. He'd been in retirement for a while to do a 24-hour horror mar- horror movie marathon on Shudder, which is the topic of our episode. We'll get to it in a minute. And he was so popular, it crashed it crashed the streaming service when they had the 24-hour marathon. People were having trouble watching it, and they offered him another special after that for Thanksgiving and then another special for Christmas. And then they just gave him his seasonal show where he has... Now, which has been a blessing. Yeah, you know he's going into his fourth season now on Shutter, and he still has the specials, and this is his third special with Shutter, uh, Halloween special with Shutter. Yep, and it's called the Halloween Hoedown, and every year he shows a Halloween double feature,
1: which didn't quite happen this time. Uh,
0: okay. Here's what I think. So this the special thing about this one. The special about this special is that Joe Bob had two guests on there. It was David Gordon Green and Jason Blum. David Gordon Green is the director. If you remember, in an earlier episode we were talking about this, you may remember, but David Gordon Green most recently is known for directing the new Halloween films. And Jason Blum, of course, is the CEO of Blumhouse, who's putting out a lot of horror films all the time.
1: Yeah, we talked about him in length a while ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we did talk about him. Yeah.
0: So they were the two guests. Which made people think Including myself Think they were going to play Halloween 2018 Or Halloween Kills And they did not They sure didn't <laughs> They let David Gordon Green Choose the first film And he chose Not a Halloween film At all a- At all <laughs> He chose The exploitation staple Angel And then Their second feature Was Terror Train And during both movies They had interviews With both David Gordon Green who's, And they were both there They didn't have to do it Through a TV set They were yeah. They were able to come on set So, David Gordon Green, and then during the second feature with Jason Blum, and later on with both of them. I'm actually kind of happy that they didn't show two Halloween movies. Because. Fuck you. Because. (laughs) Because. I mean, isn't it kind of cliche? I don't care. Is it kind of cliche? Like, (laughs) I. Listen. It was a total surprise. Did, did it fit with the season, the first movie? No. Second one more so. Terry Trape ter- ter- were dressed up, and there's a costume party, even though it's a New Year's Eve film, yeah. whatever. But I never would have guessed, in a million years, they would have shown Angel on Halloween.
1: No, I, I don't know. Like, I definitely wasn't as engaged with the choices as usual, but I mean, not, again, not bad movies. But I've seen We weren't
0: engaged last year because we we're both shit faced drunk. Yeah. And then after a while the second feature got turned off, so did we turn it off? We didn't.
1: Oh Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my decision. <laughs> uh yeah, we, so this one it, not not two Halloween films. It's not like last year, whenever they showed Haunt and Hack a Lantern, which are both well. But see, that that's also the thing, because he's talking about how people are complaining every year about something that he does on the last two Halloween specials, which is, I, I don't remember what he said about the first one, but the second one, they didn't like his whole thing about Dia de los Muertos, but he had a whole spiel about... Mexico oh, yeah, and and he did the that. Harry
1: Krishnas this time. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah well, no, back. no
0: bla- backlash has happened yet. Well, he didn't really say anything bad with the Krishnas. He just remembers whenever that was a huge movement back in, like, the 70s.
1: Oh, it still is. 80s. <laughs> well, it is, but not not as big as No, then. I mean, they're not showing up everywhere. In Gainesville but... it is. <laughs> well, Gainesville, yeah, it's pretty yeah. big
0: here. But I kind of think that it was him going, fuck it, I'll just show what the fuck I want then. <laughs> For your complaints anyways. And I think he was just making fun of that idea in general. Maybe. this they show that first maybe. movie. But they had but all I pumpkins. Like I mean, David Green pumpkins. choose them, though, right? Yeah. Because they chose them. Yeah, choose them. because <laughs> because
1: the ending is is the New Year's Eve ending.
0: Yeah. There's,
1: Which is kind of funny. They just
0: did what the fuck they wanted. I'm completely fine with that.
1: No, I mean...
0: They had all the Halloween talk, because they talked a lot about Halloween kills. So they, they talked more than enough about Halloween. There were a bunch of fucking pumpkins on set.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, you always got to give it out to Darcy. You know she does a lot more than... Comes across on that show too.
0: Oh, of course. I mean, that's
1: yeah. that's all the time. No, no, she she is she is a saint,
0: and she adds so much to the show. Darcy is his uh, sidekick forever. Diana, Diana Prince, no, Diana Prince, Darcy the Mel girl. She's the one that got him back into the game. Everything, and she's she because of her, I think that's why the community is so strong. Because from the show, since it came back, between Twitter and Instagram and everything, there is definitely this huge counterculture community that's kind of going on right now even to where they had their first festival this year. I mm-hmm. went to it up in up in Pennsylvania, Joe Bob's Jamboree, Driving Jamboree. And it, I think a big part of it is, is due to Darcy and, and just the love and affection she has for the fans, the communication between the fans and connecting the community all together. And Joe Bob also is very vocal on, on social media, and talking with fans and stuff like that. He even sends people videos, to happy birthday and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he sold
1: so. me happy birthday last year. Yeah, there you go. Because they had the... Halloween special on my birthday yeah so. they did
0: that's right yeah he gave you a little shout out
1: yeah I thought that was super cool
0: yeah but I liked it I I'm I'm not gonna I, I can definitely see where it was definitely a weird choice and it was slow or whatever but also kind of like a curveball
1: it was definitely a curveball Well oh, rather them right. show
0: something like Angel and Terror Train than them showing I don't know Halloween six and trick or treat. My God! <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: that, no, I'll, I'll give you that. If they've ever play trick or treat in that show in a Halloween special, I'm turning it off.
0: <laughs> I'll watch it just because. I mean, don't still. get me
1: wrong. I love them both, but I and I like trick or treat, but it's just like okay, I'm tired of it. We're, I'm done talking about trick or treat.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, that's why next week when the stipulations for a Halloween marathon episode is. We can't put Halloween or Trigger Treat on our lists, and we'll probably come up with a couple more stipulations to make it more interesting, but we want to make our lists as interesting as possible, so when we talk about our Halloween films next week for a little Halloween party marathon get-together, we aren't going to give you super obvious choices. We don't want to give you really obvious ones that everybody will list, right? And that's kind of what I think we tried to do with the list today, at least I did, was Try to choose something that may not be completely obvious, but maybe still keeping with the theme. Because I hate going on a list. I mentioned this before. I hate going on a list or best of or whatever. And the, I can already guess the top three. I hate that.
1: I fucking yep. hate it, hate it, hate it. I'm hoping I didn't do that with this today. Oh, I feel not. like I might have. No, I don't think you did. No? Okay.
0: Also, I think that it's, it's not like Halloween films where, oh, uh, have you heard about this movie called Hocus Pocus? <laughs> it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of a cult hit. It, it's not it's not no it, everyone knows <laughs> everyone knows movie. hocus pocus they have a whole show at fucking disney during october is <clears> the <throat> thing but have you heard about this halloween movie maybe not who All knows oh hallow's eve the yeah. introduction of art the clown <laughs> you like you like oh yeah that's right yeah <laughs> yeah uh
1: that's which funny which goes into Terrifier. yeah which is a movie that some people love and some people hate but it is definitely a movie. It's fine. I like it. It's, it's just fine. a it's just a throw on it's in a the throw back. kind of movie. A
0: yeah, it's fine. They try to make an iconic character and I like him. I yeah. like him. He's fine.
1: he's not like my favorite or anything, no. but you know it, I, it got
0: I, way more popular than I thought it was. It going got, to. Yeah, it
1: got super popular, but I don't know, there is like this stigma around scary clowns. But
0: Yeah, for some reason. That's why people won't shut the fuck up all pennywise, I guess. Yeah, please. That's what I'm tired of hearing. I was talking to this at the tattoo shop the other day. The two things I'm tired of hearing about is, as far as horror goes, I mentioned one in this show already. <laughs> yeah. One I mentioned before is Midsummer, and, yes, It. I, I like both a lot. I'm fucking tired of hearing about It. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm tired of hearing about fucking It. I really am.
1: <laughs> I hated the second one. but The second one...
0: I, I did not like the second one at, either. I, I thought the second one was a big disappointment.
1: Yeah. No, the first one was good, though.
0: Right? The first one's very good.
1: Uh, the first Here we are talking fun. about it. <laughs> Anyways, no, moving to on <laughs> our
0: topic, It. But I'm just tired of hearing about it. It's everywhere. It's a, I respect it for bringing this new – I mean, not new. It's, it's a character that we've already had before, but bringing this character, a new vision of this character. They got super popular. Like they put out there with Jason and Freddy and Michael now, just Bill Sarsgaard's, Bill guards, Pennywise, how he looks, and it's everything. never been my all f- kinds of memorabilia.
1: I mean, it's never been my favorite ever, to be honest. Even in the old ones, I'm like, eh. but Tim Curry. Yeah, I love Tim Curry, but that movie's not good.
0: Uh, I think as a whole package, it holds up better than these two put together.
1: You think it's better?
0: Then, if you put part one and part two together,
1: yeah, if you put it together, then yes,
0: <laughs> because the second one is so dumb, it's not dumb, it's just the same scene over and over again.
1: Yeah, it's like we get you literally, you literally funny. watch the
0: same scene seven times. How many characters are there? Too Six, many. seven of because one of them dies, of course. Spoilers, uh, okay, we really need to move yeah, on before we start talking, so anyways, about, we're it talking about it today, but yeah, I'm tired of hearing
1: about it. Let's talk more about it. <laughs> I just shake out uh, now it uh, oh man, I just said it again, <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> um, yeah, you drink that water, uh I had to hydrate i had
0: a I had a rough night last night
1: watching Joe Bob, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had an even rougher morning. I woke up.
1: I just had to slam two energy drinks and drink a beer. <laughs> there you go. Um, My heart hurts. <laughs>
0: so, anyways, today's episode, we're done rambling. We're going to talk about Shudder.
1: Exclusives.
0: Shudder exclusive Originals. Why are we talk about exclusives and originals on Shudder? Because Shudder is a streaming service. And like most streaming services, there is a turnover. There'll be stuff that's on there that they acquire the rights for one week. Next week, it may not be there. But the things that stay on Shudder are the originals and their exclusives. But first, what is Shudder, Blaze?
1: Shudder is a streaming service focused around horror and exploitation films.
0: Yes. Yes, it's a horror streaming service, but also is a genre yeah, streaming service. Yeah, like you'll get
1: Fugitive and stuff like that on there. Yeah, you get,
0: you get Vigilante and you get... Things like heaven only knows. Did I say fugitive? I mean vigilante. I'm like, like, why did they put the Harrison Ford movie? (laughs) on No, I'm sorry, I mixed the names up. Um, Yeah, they put like vigilante on there, Miss 45, (laughs) Star Wars.
1: (laughs) Uh, Oh wait, we're talking about Disney (laughs) Plus. Don't sue us.
0: (laughs) Unless you want to pick up our podcast, Disney. (laughs) We're on Amazon. Okay, let's back to it. <laughs> but Shudder is a streaming service for horror that was founded in 2015. I don't think it really became a thing until... Because it was going through a lot of beta.
1: Yeah, I remember I, I was like... I think you and me were like... When we were living in the old place, we mm-hmm. we got it and... We lived in the old country. Oh, the old country. Mm-hmm. Back in Transylvania. Transylvania. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. It didn't really become a thing until like 2000s. I don't think it got done with like the beta, beta release until like 2016. Yeah, because there was something else trying to compete with it
1: when it was coming out called Horror Box or Screen Box. going to Bring that yeah. up, yeah.
0: Uh, Screen Box is a bunch of shit. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> I think good. that's why it's not. Th- I don't even think it's a thing anymore. But the difference between why shutter so good and something like Screen Box is so bad is that Shutter. It's founded by fans. Uh, Shutter's owned by AMC, the this TV network. It's a subsidiary of them. But who run Shutter are fans. And it feels like everything they put on the streaming service is curated. It feels like they actually went out and bought things with purpose. While Screambox felt like they just bought anything Whatever. they could just to throw it on there so they would have content. So they bought every one of those movies... That you would go to Walmart and that would come in, like, a 20-pack. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Those compilation DVDs where it's all these movies you've never heard of are made for, like, 50 bucks. I love buying, <laughs> I buying those, fuck. though. They're all terrible. Yeah, I know. I bought so one bad. called
1: Blood Feast, and it looks like zombies and murders and stuff. It's four shark movies. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? Nice. Like, how is this four shark movies? Nice. <laughs> yeah.
0: But Shudder is... is <laughs> <laughs> is is carefully curated. Everything feels like it, it was chosen for a purpose and I think that gives it definitely there's always something interesting to watch on there. But the other important thing that they did was give a lot of uh, giving a platform, a voice to independent artists. So they put a lot of exclusives and originals. Mm-hmm. So a lot of up-and-coming filmmakers have an easy time getting their film distributed. Through the website, they're just going around to different film festivals and keeping their ear to the ground and picking up these different movies. So it's a great platform for, for new artists, and I really love them for that. They also put out their own TV, uh, their own shows, like Joe Bob, and recently they picked up Slasher from Netflix, and they have other documentary series like Horror Noir, documentary films like scream queen and, and yeah. other stuff i mean the, all their stuff is quality the documentaries are very very good and so are their original movies but we're talking about their original movies because they stay on there so if we recommend these and you get shutter if you don't already have it and we talk about it a lot so if you listen to podcasts a good amount you may want to invest in a subscription because not only is it worth it
1: yeah, it's like five ninety nine a month. It yeah, like super one of the cheap. cheaper ones. Yeah, it's super cheap, and it is worth every penny.
0: Yes, yes, for sure. It is super cheap. Something's always always showing. Um, they just
1: put mutilator on there. That's enough reason for you to get it. <laughs> yeah,
0: and that one might probably get taken down, probably in a few months. Yeah, that's why you need to get those of ones. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but they're always putting new stuff, taking stuff off, putting stuff on. They they're great. How they categorize everything to certain genres and subgenres is very well organized. It's easy to find what you want to look for. It's just a great service to have. But we're talking about the exclusives and the originals because you guys can go and watch these now. And me and Blaze both chose three each, I yep. think. Three each. So we'll probably do this again because there's so much stuff. And there's so many movies we, we want to talk about. We just didn't want to
1: overlap our lists. Yeah, yeah,
0: we don't want to overlap our list or anything, and we just want to keep it, you know, six films total with maybe an honorable mention. That That's that's straight into the point. And also, it's a great time, I know we mentioned this last episode, to get a shutter, because we're still in the middle, middle of 61 days of Halloween, so a lot of new things are coming out, a lot of new specials are coming out. If you don't have it, just get it. Every weekend, yeah, just just get it, because a lot of the movies we talk about are on there. So you... Already be able to watch it. It's you easy. can
1: watch things every day.
0: Yeah, unless you have PlayStation. If you have PlayStation, you aren't going to get Shutter <laughs> because you can't get Shutter on PlayStation. You can get Still. it on Xbox, is that right? I think you get it on Xbox. Yeah, but not PlayStation. Man, cars. Xbox Something is with killing and Sony. it. <laughs> yeah, PlayStation's having a hard time of it. Yeah. Okay. But Roku, you can get Roku. Roku. And yeah. any other, any other of your streaming devices, you can get on except for PlayStation. It, it Maybe. Another one. But you got on your Roku, your Fire Stick. Actually, Another one. Fire Stick had a hard time with the Halloween Hoedown last night. Did it? Yeah, it was crashing and starting from the beginning. I don't like Fire Stick so, in the first yeah. place. Yeah.
1: My mom had one in the guest room, and that shit just stopped. I prefer everywhere.
0: Roku. Everybody complains about Roku.
1: For no, I like Roku. I, yeah. That's what my TV is, and it's perfect. Yeah. But
0: we're going to get into this with Shudder. Uh, also, I was going to say, they didn't really start picking up steam until t- 2017. I think that was because they started putting out bigger movies. They started acquiring rights for movies that were playing in theaters, independent theaters, but were going right to the streaming service ad where like Mandy. Right. And then later on, like Color Out of Space. It feels like they just bought a bunch of Nick Cage films. I don't know. <laughs> but also Joe Bob's. Marathon, the last drive at marathon, I think, also brought in a lot of oh, that brought whole, in yeah, a lot of people. of people and stuff. And
1: you know, they yeah. were they were doing some grass rooting, too when they were showing up at conventions and stuff like that. Yeah, like yeah, I remember seeing a Megacon. con. signed up for a and...
0: mega You did? No, I thought we did. No, we already
1: had it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they just did. gave us a bunch of pins because yeah, we already right. had it. he has pins and socks. I still
0: ha- I didn't get socks. Oh, I got socks. Was that another convention I got socks at? I guess there's a different yeah, those one. those black I or just red got shutter got, socks. I just
1: got pins from Joe Bob. Yeah, because
0: the pin- yeah, they're promoting it. Yeah. The last drive in hadn't come out yet. I still have some. <laughs> you may have one of my pins. I don't know. I was looking for one. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're on <all> mine now. <laughs> I was like, where did that one pin go I have from them? But yeah. So we're going to get into this. We're going to give you three recommendations. Each Blaze if you want to do your first one Alright Go uh, for it
1: First one Okay 1st oh. one. first one okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, First one I'm going to go with uh, Just because of the time of year And everything like that yeah. uh, I'm going to go with host Okay Which um, we talked a little about Little bit about before during the found footage during our Gungeon Han uh, Island, Island, which by the way, you, you
0: brought yeah, to my attention the,
1: the, two days after we made that episode, it gets right on shutter. So, yeah. obviously, we're famous, <laughs> like, <laughs> they're following us. Yeah, they were like, These guys know what's going on. <laughs> that was
0: one of the three listens we
1: had. <laughs> yeah, and I CEO was Shudder. thinking about talking about Mutilator eventually, and they put it on there. There you go. See, <laughs> they knew what Maybe I was just stalking doing. you, yeah. Everything's a right. oh, simulation. Well, he likes Mutilator. We better put Mutilator <laughs> on
0: her. <laughs> Ganjiam Han Asylum, yes. Uh, AKA
1: we, Fall Break. Well, just, wait, well, if we, you can't find it under Mutilator.
0: Oh, you no, know, for Mutilator. I just yeah. meant Ganjiam. I'm like, no. really? No. <laughs> um, I'm like, I don't remember that. But yeah, if you remember our episode, you still had a chance to watch it. It's on Shudder now. So you can watch Ganjiam Han, Ganjiam Han Asylum. <laughs> it's fun. On Shudder. But continue.
1: Yeah. So host is. Uh, this group of people getting together uh, for uh, spooky time. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are using a zoom call and they uh, hired a medium and the medium is there to do a seance with them over zoom during quarantine, since none of them can come visit each other or anything like that. And one of the girls uh, makes up a story, which somehow opens a door to invite Uh, an evil entity into the zoom call and it just goes to shit from there and it is actually a pretty dang scary movie if I say so myself it's very effective it's only an hour long yeah hour long movie you got time you have time to watch this it is so well done yes and it is it is kind of found footage but it's all done from the point of view of a zoom call so it's got that like grainy kind of quality to it but it looks great.
0: Oh yeah, it looks fantastic. They
1: did such a good job with what they had on it, and it is a well-put-together, quick little, here you go, Here, get scared, the end. Yes,
0: yeah, and they made it during the quarantine, like you you mentioned that it's set during the quarantine, they made it during the quarantine, which is why it's over Zoom and everything, and just for being made whenever nobody could interact, it really works. It's very effective, just idea-wise, and having a found footage movie that actually works with the technology we use now instead of <laughs> them running around with a video camera <laughs> yeah, or something like that, using cell phones, using a Zoom call, using different face-changing apps for scares for, mm-hmm. or a scare, camera phones for a scare, stuff like that. They, they use all the stuff that we just modernly use now and don't really think of to a really effective way to bring a found footage movie for a new generation.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh it's one of those things where you could be like, Oh, I could see myself in this.
0: Yeah, oh absolutely. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it definitely has
0: uh it's definitely has that level of believability.
1: But again, and that came out for last spooky time.
0: Yeah, it came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wrong. And
1: uh so you you really should check it out. <laughs> If we're gonna get sued for saying shit out yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, were like those motherfuckers. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh no, he's drunk on Lone Star. Again. Yes. <laughs> oh god, he's throwing <laughs> bottles at everybody. Oh, Joe Bob, calm he's, down. <laughs> quit choking the lizard, please. <laughs> <laughs> Leave <him> Ernie <already> alone. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, host is host is good, and and it's only an hour of your time yeah have some friends over during this time of year it's a great movie to watch this time of year because it's
1: quick to the point it's got some very effective scares in it even your friends who have a really hard time sitting down and paying attention it's one hour one hour and it gets right to it
0: and also if they're paying the ass they just don't invite them yeah (laughs) Yeah, fuck (laughs) fuck your friends
1: (laughs) just watch it yourself
0: (laughs) um okay so anything else to add to that no. Okay. I, I so think that pretty much takes care of that. Then I will do a Halloween time one also that also came out last year, but one that's great for the season. And we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Uh, we we'll talked about the mortuary collection.
1: Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah,
0: because it was on, whenever you go on Shutter, whenever you open the app, they have three windows. And one is, it came from Shutter. One is... Shutter psych- TV. Yeah, that's Shutter TV. Yeah, oh, the, that the, is the three TV. The three things yeah. on Shutter TV, right where you open it up, is it came from Shutter, Psychological, Yeah, Psychological. Or, and then Slash X. And each three of those windows have something playing just at all times of the day. So you just turn on Shutter, and you will just be in the middle of a movie on one of those, and you may just discover something that you hadn't heard of, or something that you do know, and, and you're just like, oh yeah, I love this, I'm just going to keep it on, which happens a lot. If they ever have Hellraiser on, or something like that. Or yesterday, they had Texas Chainsaw playing on the X Station at one I point. I mean, you
1: can't beat Texas I was like, Chainsaw. I can't turn this off. But no. also
0: during this time of year, the psychological turn into the Night of the Gulag. gulag
1: yep, the Gulag.
0: Which uh, they have every year, where you just turn it on, and it's just a pumpkin on a porch during fall, and just a great backdrop for your for your Halloween party or your Halloween get together, or if you're just reading with some candles and so in Claire, the house. number two for or number one for you is the ghoul Log. <laughs> yes, it is the gulag. <laughs> okay. Fuck mortuary collection <laughs> or whatever. But whenever I turned it on yesterday, you came over to, to, so I could use your laptop real quick. The mortuary collection was on, which is already on my list. And anytime that's on now, I have to watch, you know why? Because it's fun. So what is the mortuary collection? It's an anthology horror film that came out last year, directed written by Ryan Spindell, and it stars Clancy Mr. Brown. <laughs> yes, the great, the great Clancy Brown. If you don't know who Clancy Brown is, it's, he has one of the best voices in the game. You've probably seen him do a lot of character work. Green Mile. Uh, Shawshank. Shawshank? Yeah, Why Nanderema. do I always mix that up? Because same director, and yeah. they're both in prison. <laughs> yeah, okay. He's in Shawshank Sorry. Redemption God, as, as uh, the head of the guards, and he's in Highlander as the villain. Yep. And you may know him more recently from The Mandalorian. He's a one episode of that whenever there's those, uh, there, he has to join up with, what, a team of, are they all bounty hunters? Bill yeah. Burr and them? Yep. And they have to go break a guy out of prison, a space prison. He's the big red one with the horns. But what people probably know him best as is a voice actor. Like you said, he's Mr. Krabs' voice. In the Superman animated cartoons and the Justice League cartoons, he did Lex Luthor. He has just a beautifully robust, deep voice. And it's just. He's the best. He's amazing. He seems like a really nice guy, cool guy. Apparently, very easy to work with. I love listening to interviews with him. But in Mortuary Collection, he plays a character named Montgomery Dark. He owns a mortuary called Raven's End, and a girl comes there who is a mourner, and she says, he, she gets a tour around the mortuary by Montgomery Dark, and she sees all these different stories, or all these different books, and he says, oh, each one of these books are about a different, filled with a different murder. So he tells her each story. And we get four short stories in this, and each one are very tales from the cryptish. It's it's very much a throwback to the EC comics, oh, yeah, tales from the crypt sure. stories, halt, uh, vault of horror stuff. They're very much uh, little stories of everybody gets their comeuppance, <laughs> and it's all very black you get, comedy, you very, get very what tongue in you cheek. Kind yes, of thing. yes, it's yeah.
1: all very over the top. Um, it's a tale of warning, almost. To yes, a lot of it. yes. Just that, like Tales from the Crypt, like yes. you said. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's always a tell of, it's a tongue in cheek tell of comeuppance, but it's very much black comedy. It's violent. They're fun little stories. I don't want to talk too much about the stories because they're short. You, you don't know. want to give away anything. You don't want to give anything. And the movie's only like an hour and a half long, but it's really, really good. And um, I mean, it was, it actually spun out of. A 22 minute short film that Ryan Spindell made called The Babysitter Murders, which is a reference to Halloween, that was the original title for Halloween. And he shot a short film, a little slasher film called The Babysitter Murders. And it's actually shown during one part of. The first one, I think. No, the last last story in the anthology. So a little bit of trivia for you when you watch it. The short story that launches career, the short film that launches career, is actually in the movie and actually plays a pretty, not I guess a pretty important role in one of the stories, in the film. So the Mortuary Collection is my first pick. Great for this time of year. Yep, a few spooky stories for you.
1: Honestly, these first two are perfect for this time of year. Yeah,
0: for sure. They're both actually really good. also yeah They're like they were critically well found. Like the reception for it was very good. Very positive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. What's your next one?
1: Uh, next one is going to be Anything for Jackson.
0: Okay. I haven't seen this one.
1: Anything for Jackson is such an interesting movie to me. And mm-hmm. it is very much of the cult, like supernatural, what-the-fuck kind of movies. Mm-hmm. And it is about this older couple who had lost their grandbaby. Uh, And I think it was a disease or car accident or something like that. But um, they end up uh, finding uh, the uh, well, the man in the older couple is a doctor and they end up finding this pregnant woman and they believe they can use uh, their like uh, supernatural spells and stuff like that to rebirth their dead grandson. So they kidnap the pregnant woman so she they can turn her baby into their grandchild and um uh, they have like a whole cult that they're a part of that meets up in the library <laughs> and stuff like that okay um and they have a uh, an acquaintance there that uh helps them start doing the rituals and it just goes horribly awry like I won't go too far into it but they like keep her in the room and they unlock something that just starts having all these paranormal things happen and the woman's tied down to the bed. So she's like stuck with this happening to her. Um, And then the elderly woman kind of makes friends with her and is like, oh man, you know, maybe we shouldn't do this. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know, man, that movie is, it's really well paced and it's put together well, but it just it goes in so many different directions. OK, so but it is a really fun movie. Like, am I going to say it's better than host? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But it is just like when you watch it, you're not going to get tired of watching it. Right. Like it, it it keeps up. It's also not that long. I think it's like an hour and 20. Maybe. OK, yeah. So, you know, regular-ass movie time. Yes, yes. A
0: a, a sane running time. Yeah, like... I hate whenever... I've talked about this a lot, especially whenever I had to review new movies. I I hate a long film, man. (laughs) I um, hate how... I I feel like every movie does not have to be two and a half hours.
1: I won't lie to you. You know I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Well, yeah,
0: well some things, yeah. But nowadays, every movie... It's starting to clock over 2 hours. Yeah. Edit that shit so down. Like you man. really don't need to. Edit it.
1: So, and I, I think that's a great thing about the shutter movies is that they uh they really keep to a they're good amount lean. of time. Yeah, they're very so. lean. But yeah, so that's my second choice is anything for Jackson. Cool.
0: Yeah, it's just like uh actually last night David Gordon Green was talking about in the Halloween Hoedown.
1: He was Ra- talking about anything for Jackson? No, 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 oh. no, 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 about <laughs> runtime. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: They were asking him like, "Well, would you ever make a long movie? It's like, I don't really see the point of making a movie over two hours. Like you're getting the same amount of budget. Like they're paying you for the, 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 package, right? Not the screenplay. So really the, the bigger you make your movie, the less time you have to shoot it. So why wouldn't you just make an 80 to 90 page screenplay, which is clocks in around, it's usually a minute per page. Right. So why wouldn't you just clock in around an hour and a half and have more time, especially if you're kind of coming up with ideas on the set, why wouldn't you just do that instead of making this
1: overindulgent film packed with a lot of shit? Right. I mean... And have, like, less time to do what you want. And there are some people who can do it. Sure. But I would say the majority of the time, it's like you didn't need to make I it this I just long. overindulgent. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I wish it, uh, I would have put Sun on my list because I think it would have went pretty well with that. But I had just watched that recently. Oh, I didn't watch that one. Um, but it's another occult film. Okay. Yeah. film of the occult. But since it's kind of newish, I really didn't want to talk about it too much. But this one, my next one, is pretty newish also. It premiered on Shudder during Joe Bob's season this year. And even though it came out technically last year around film festivals, it got a wider release through Shudder a few months ago. And it's a movie called Fried Berry. Berry is in the name. Not, yeah, not as, really in, not as in, like strawberry, that, blueberry, but Berry. What's Fried Berry? Fried Berry is a movie written and directed by Ryan Kruger. <gasps> and the son of Freddie. <laughs> Barry <laughs> is played by a guy named Gary Green, which I guess is It's South African film. Uh, and I guess that Sean Cape Town, about Cape Town. And Gary Green I, is, is a character actor over there. He usually plays heavies he plays he's just one of those faces over there, and he's very distinct looking. But in this movie he plays Barry, and he's the lead character this time, not a heavy. And Barry is a drug addict and a general piece of shit. He's a terrible dad. He's a drug addict, a fuck-up, abusive to his. I don't think they're married, but his longtime girlfriend, and just general bad guy. And he's walking around one day doing Barry things, do, doing degenerate Barry things, and he gets abducted by aliens. He gets, he gets abducted into an alien ship. And everything that comes with that, including probing, but not through the butt, it goes through his cock hole. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: um, and then he's dropped back on Earth. But it's not Barry. It's Barry being controlled by an alien. So an alien is driving around in a brand new berry suit. And what comes of that is one crazy fucking night. It's technically actually two nights, but just keep, keeps on going. It's what happens if you mix John Carpenter's Starman, which is a great film if you haven't seen it, with Martin Scorsese's After Dark. or sorry, After Dark. Jesus Christ. After Hours. <laughs> Uh, which, if you haven't seen Martin Scorsese's After Hours, it's an amazing film. People don't talk about that film, even though it's a Martin Scorsese movie. Enough. After Hours, fantastic film. But just one of these movies where just each thing is happening. It just keeps on going. And it's a weird situation, a weird situation, a weird situation. And you start realizing that the alien Barry's body is actually a better berry <laughs> than regular Barry. <laughs> Like, even though he doesn't understand human communication or how to interact or anything that we do, just by learning and doing stuff, he just becomes a better person than Barry. But it's going from fucked up situation to fucked up situation. The whole film feels like one big psychedelic trip. It's like super trippy. And also, the whole movie has. I don't know, I think like a hundred movie references in it. You'll be watching it and you'll be Holy like, crap. oh yeah, it's a little nod to this movie, or that's a nod to that movie. This name is a nod to this movie. That shot's a nod to this or whatever, which Ryan Kruger said he purposely put in a shitload of nods to other movies. And this was his directorial debut, I think. I think this is his directorial debut. Um, And this is him coming right out right out at the gate with this trippy-ass... I don't even know how to describe it. It's not a horror film. There's some body horror stuff that happens. But it's just this weird... Crime film? Alien film? Situational sci-fi movie? Of just this guy. (laughs) Of an alien learning how to live among us. (laughs) And isn't that heartwarming? And doing a
1: better job than a human but
0: it's all the worse in humanity he comes across he crosses all these different things and all these different stuff and affects people's lives in the opposite of what a movie like et would do where et would affect a human's life in a positive way this goes in oh well in a way i guess that was positive but that was a kind of fucked up situation yeah (laughs) and on to the next fucked up situation Fried Berry is is a fun one though. I like that one. Not, not I. I wouldn't say it's an amazing Halloween time film, but we aren't doing Halloween time films. We're doing Shredder originals and exclusives, and this is yeah, definitely one of those you. ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that you'll watch. And you you'll go, get it. Holy shit! It's a wild, wild ride. People were losing on Twitter that night when they showed on Joe Bob. People were just like, "What? What is happening? This is the, <laughs> such a weird film." So Friedberry.
1: All right. Yes. I still need to watch it. It's good. Okay. And for my last one today, we're going to talk about The Beach House. Okay. Did you watch that one? I still haven't. Oh, my gosh. Man, it is good. And it is uh, also a little trippy, in a sense. Um, It's this young couple that ends up staying at a timeshare that uh, an older couple is also staying at at the time. And... uh, they end up deciding, you know what would be fun? Let's let's do some drugs with these kids. And they do. They they end up taking some mushrooms and they're having a good time. But then the elderly husband goes and looks up the window at the, the beach house timeshare and notices this strange glowing like fungus coming from the water and going up onto the beach. And there seems to be this strange like dust coming around it. So the further it goes into the movie, the the younger girl and the younger couple um, joins him and uh, they start acting kind of strange around the house. The older woman starts going pretty much straight insane. Um, And it gets to the point where the man walks out and dies in the water. The elderly woman dies in the house. The boyfriend is killed and it's just her and she's having to go through this entire like little island town with this dust going around driving people crazy and breaking into houses and just trying to survive and um and it's one of those endings that kind of leaves you to think what happened you know? sure. right um it is really um uh, a very well done movie the soundtrack behind it is very eerie mm-hmm. um and it is just i you know it's not like a, a super crazy original concept but the way they did it is interesting because you're like you know you never know what's out in the ocean like there's so much things we haven't explored imagine if something like that happens like sure. something deadly came from the ocean and just start washing up and yeah of course so but um really
0: We've only searched what, like, five percent of the ocean. I think yeah,
1: some, some very small, but, um, and uh, it is just really well done, really well acted. Um, I feel bad because I didn't look up the directors, but <laughs> probably should have done that. It would have helped. <laughs> yeah, I can look it up right now. There you go. I'll give you all of the directors for all the ones I talked about. That's a lot. That's like what twenty-seven of them. That's 38 directors. Wow.
0: <laughs> we have lost track of time. Yeah. When we said we'd talk about three movies. We actually meant 38 each.
1: Yeah, thir- I I we didn't want to overlap. We had huge so. we
0: had a huge lapse in time. We we've been here for days.
1: <laughs> Long time. Yes. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> it's okay.
0: It happens to the best of us.
1: There we go. So the beach house. It is directed by Jeffrey A Brown. Okay, is the director. All right. And he was I think this might be his first fully directed movie. The rest looks like he was on set management. Did it come out recently? Uh, it came out in 2019. Okay. He's directed three things. The Beach House, *Sulfuric*, and The Wooden Box. All right. Um, So he is relatively new. Cool. But yeah, yeah, it is a great movie. And for one of your first, that is uh, a really damn good job.
0: Yeah, I mean, if, uh, if a director has the chance to prove himself and they're given a voice, a platform to do it, you know i feel like usually it's 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 worth giving it give them a chance
1: oh absolutely so
0: like that could happen
1: now this is very interesting so the do you want me to go back through the other directors is that okay yeah whatever i didn't you want. Do it. Yeah. I, I suck yeah <laughs> okay. if you want um so the director of anything for jackson is uh justin g dick <laughs> okay it's d-y-c-k i think that that I don't don't know how to pronounce it. Yuck. (laughs) Yuck. But most of... Pretty much everything he's directed other than uh, anything for Jackson are holiday and romance movies. Oh, really? Yeah, he's got 36 directing credits, but it's like... Best Friend from Heaven, Away in a Manger, The Christmas Village, Pony Sitters Club. (laughs) And then it's like, and then you just spat out a fucking occult horror movie (laughs) and did a good job on it. That's kind of incredible.
0: It happens sometimes, man. It happens. I mean, some of the best horror movies we've gotten of all time came from non-horror directors.
1: Yeah, uh, that's true
0: just came from directors that dipped their toes in the genre, so he, it happens. He dipped. Yeah. He
1: dipped, all right. All right. And the director of uh, Host is Rob Savage. All right. Uh, he did a couple things. Soulmates, a couple episodes of that. True horror uh, episodes. Mainly TV, it looks like. Uh, some short films. Dawn of the Deaf. <laughs> Salt. A short film and girls on film two before dawn okay so these are all relatively smaller directors yeah for sure so now that that's out of the way what is your third <laughs> now that you did your research now on that the I, spot. Researched it, I looked it up before i came and then i'm like i won't remember this <laughs> like, that's why i always write down my yeah. notes
0: because i know i'm not going to uh, yeah, my my third film is a movie that got released in 2017, but didn't get an American release or wide release until 2019. Thanks to Shutter, and it's a movie from uh, Issa Lopez, who wrote and directed it, and she's making quite a name for for herself because of this film. And her film is called Tigers Not Afraid.
1: Oh yeah,
0: and Tigers Are Not Afraid is a Modern day fairy tale, dark fantasy, told to the backdrop of the uh, Mexican drug wars. Uh, it focuses on a group of kids that are orphaned because of the cartel wars and drug wars down in Mexico. And it turns into kind of a ghost story and turns into kind of a fairy tale about. This urban living, it actually has a lot of similarity to something like Pan's Labyrinth or Devil's Backbone, which I will come back to Guillermo del Toro because it connects into a little bit where it's a story about children that are orphaned or have their life is affected by the circumstances of a big event. A violent event for those two films, of course, it was the Spanish Civil War for mm-hmm. this. It's it's the drug wars and all that down in Mexico. But uh, our two main characters that we really follow is a girl named Estrella. Who is at school one day and all of a sudden there's gunshots. All the kids hit the ground and her teacher hands her three pieces of chalk and says, here you go. These are three wishes. Use them for whatever you want. And the other character we follow is a kid named Shine who has burns on his face. And him and his group are all orphaned. All their parents or caretakers are killed in different ways from the local gang named named the Huascas. And he steals a phone and a gun from a member of the Huascas. And now the Huascas want that phone back for some reason. So what we get is kind of a monkey paw situation. It turns into a genie type story with the chalk. But also with these kids being on the run from this drug gang. Trying to find him and get this phone back. And that's all I'll really say about it. It's a fantasy film about these kids. And it does feel like a modern day fairy tale. But what I like about the kids is is that these kids will have, even though they've come from these terrible circumstances and have this living where they're just on their own, that the, the system, there's not a system to pick them up. They're just living on the streets now, mm-hmm. whatever. There's still have, there's still children, you know, they, they. a couple of them like shine, try to act older than they do, but they're, they're, still have this wonderment a child has and there's yeah like a lot the, of
1: the blissful some blissful ignorance to yeah absolutely the they're, reality they're, of things yeah
0: because they still have imagination they still have kid wants like there's one part of the movie whenever they move to a new hideout and they're just excited to find a bunch of 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 soccer balls like that that gives them joy and they're excited they're excited to ha- find a theater in this place like with the stage and 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 chairs and stuff and have little auditions for a little game show they came up with in their minds and stuff. They still have kids, even though all this violence is around them and terrible stuff is around them. And it's not really a horror film per se, even though there are horrific and scary things that happen in it, but it's a great modern day ghost story and shares a lot of tissue, like I said, with definitely something like Devil's Backbone, uh, which is cool because because this movie isa lopez had a lot of offers to do new movies and one of them guillermo del toro wants to produce and they're working on a werewolf western together which i think would be awesome uh she's also working on a movie called um book of souls with uh noah holley noah holly is the showrunner of fargo and legion and Our Lady of Tears is a movie she's working with, uh with Blumhouse. But uh Target's not it, afraid, it's kinda of hard to describe it, especially without spoiling a lot. But it's just a really great film. It's 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 a really good one. It was a huge success critically. People loved the film whenever it came out. All reviewers were eating it up.
1: And it really did launch her career. Oh, I mean, I was hearing about it every other day. Yeah. So, I mean, they advertised the crap out of it too yeah. because it was so popular. Yeah,
0: for sure. And it, for, with good reason, it's a, a very w- well-made film. And even though it's not, you know, if you're going to want to watch a movie that's gonna scare the pants off of you or whatever, then this isn't the one, right. But if you watch this movie just as a dark fantasy film that shares that tissue with a Guillermo del Toro film or something like that, clearly she's very influenced, uh, it's it's a great movie. It's it's just it's a really really good film, and you should probably a double feature. Double feature with Devil's Backbone. You ever seen Devil's Backbone? I know you love Devil's Backbone. I do. Yeah, or the movie Pan's Labyrinth. The crap out of me. Yeah.
1: it's a great film. Ghost <laughs> it's great film. Kids. It's amazing. That's my big one. Yeah, I do not like Ghost Kids. Yes,
0: it's uh it's a great little cautionary tale. Great. I don't don't know if it's a exact cautionary tale, mm-hmm. but definitely definitely a monkey's paw situation and everything that comes with. Any any fantasy story that involves wishes normally. Oh yeah, there's always a. <laughs> usually bad it's flash. not a positive. <laughs> yeah, unless it's the Disney's Aladdin. Normally, whenever it comes to you have three wishes, the story never really ends on a positive note. Normally, <laughs> it's usually it's usually a bad situation, and that's all I'll say. But Tiger's not afraid. is just an amazing film, and and you should watch it. I really wanted to recommend it, even though I could have done something more creepy or more spooky. Or that's not or the point of this more. One. Yeah, Halloween. It's just something that's on there that, that came out a little bit a few years ago now.
1: Yeah, it's been like three years. Yeah, almost like three
0: years, yeah. yeah. Now that you can check out because it, it may not pop up just right there, right on the top. But it's there, and you can watch it, and it's worth a watch. So, Tigers Not Afraid is my third and final pick. So, for you, it's, you are your three?
1: Host, anything for Jackson and Beach House.
0: Yes, and mine was the Mortuary Collection, Friedberry and Tigers are Not Afraid, but do you have any honorable mentions?
1: Yes, uh, one I recently watched okay. that has just come out on there, and it is called Seance. All right. Um, it is the story of uh, uh, this group of girls in a boarding school. Uh, they start doing kind of this Bloody Mary-esque um, kind of ritual, and one of the girls ends up uh dying Mm -hmm. she ends up falling out of the window quote unquote and as it goes into it um this new girl at the boarding school is having a very hard time getting around and getting along and it's kind of like a mean girls kind of vibe with the girls who were originally in the film so they end up being forced to work together after being punished and haunting start happening because they start trying to talk to the spirit of the girl who killed herself to see if you know if that's really what happened i don't want to say too much more because the end is a twist okay so uh but it is like a supernatural slasher okay cool so it's a it's a blend of the two and it's kind of espionageous as well
0: is a seance uh, is a simon barrett
1: i'm i actually have it pulled up right this is this here? simon barrett's new movie It is... Yep, you're right. Simon Barrett. So, Simon
0: Barrett, actually, um, I'll be talking a little bit more about him next week. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, He wrote The Guest and You're Next.
0: Yeah, he wrote The Guest and You're Next. And he also wrote the uh, Blair Witch Project... VHS? The Blair Witch Project sequel, the the one they put out a few years ago. Oh,
1: he also wrote Temple. I don't know
0: if you saw Temple. That was a great one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Simon Barrett Um, is... uh, Great writer. Seems like a cool guy. Uh, he writes a lot of stuff. But this is his directorial debut. This I think is his first time as a director, not a writer, with Seance. I haven't watched it yet. I've been hearing a lot about it. I've been interested just because it is Simon Barrett. Um, so I, I definitely want to check it out. But I'll be talking a little bit more about Simon Barrett next week. My I, my honorable mention, I mentioned a little bit earlier, is Sun, just because I watched it kind of recently. Not S U N, but S O N, Sun. I I don't want to talk too much about it because it's a movie that's kind of easy to spoil.
1: That's kind of how the seance is. Right. So. But
0: it's about... Uh, right at the beginning... I'll, I'll, so, describe the first five minutes of the film. There's a girl. It opens up. Played by Annie Melichek. Who you would know... She plays the granddaughter in the new Halloween films. Another Halloween connection to David Gordon Green and them. Um, but she plays Laurie Strode's granddaughter in the new Halloween films. Uh, she's, she's on the run from somebody. She's clearly very pregnant... And she stops at diner. Two guys walk in. They're clearly telling her. She runs out. She gets her car. Drives off. Before they can give, give chase. She loses them. She starts giving birth in the car. <laughs> she is not happy about giving birth in the <laughs> car. I mean, just by normal circumstances, who would be? But she's trying to, like, shove it back in. She's like, no, I don't want you. I don't want to have you. Whatever. And she gives birth the car. But immediately... She falls in love with the baby, who's a little boy. And it fast forwards eight years. She's now a teacher in this town. This her son is now grown up. And they live a quiet life. And they have a good relationship and everything. And then she adores him. And one night, he's before bed, he's playing uh, Resident Evil. And she's like, Okay, well, this is <laughs> this is gonna give you nightmares, so uh do I go to bed in a little bit. And he's like, Okay. So she's in her room, and she's working, and whatever, and then she hears movement in the hallway. And so she thinks her son got scared, he's coming to the bedroom to sleep with her. So she calls her son's name, doesn't hear anything. Goes out there, nobody's in the hallway. Goes to her son's room, opens the door. There's people in there. All these people are gathered around him. And the door slams, and she can't get into the door. So she runs across the street to tell her neighbor to call the cops. Runs back, opens the door. Nobody's in there. Her son is just stripped, half naked, on the bed, and he's knocked out. He wakes up and doesn't know, isn't aware of anything happening. Jesus. So she calls the cops, and the lead cop is played by Emil Hirsch from Autopsy Jane Doe and The Girl Next Door and Great movie. (laughs) Autopsy Jane Doe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to um, say that earlier. Yes, yes. And he. so he's him and his partner come over there. They're detectives. And what happens after that is, do we have an unreliable narrator? Like, is there a cult that's after her and her child? Or is she just going crazy? Is something happening to her son? Or is something not happening to her son? And that's all I'll say. Okay. And he believes her. His partner doesn't, and the movie just gets more and more wild after that. It's uh, it is very creepy. I like it a lot. It's only an hour and a half, also, and it just came out recently, so I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to spoil anything. But it is worth the watch. It has some. It, the the director is more known as an editor, so the edits are so well done that some of the scares are very effective. So. Yes, Sun is my honorable mention. So there you go, you got four films each. Nice. Yes. All right, so we're ready to go to, uh, to the next segment? We sure are. All right, so time for another entry, another curation into Blaze's cabinet of video game curiosities. What are you pulling off the shelf Today?
1: Today? We have a game that is, like we said earlier, available on all consoles. All right. It was a game that was actually kickstarted and funded and created through that. Okay. Uh, very much inspired by PT, which, if you do not know, uh, PT was the playable trailer that came out for a Silent Hill game that we never got. Very, very sadly. Yes. Uh, that was Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro, yes, which would have been so amazing. Yeah,
0: starring Norman Reedus. Yep. Which kind of turned into... Death Stranding. Yeah. Mm. I just haven't played it.
1: Uh, it I've seen there's enough There's a lot it. of walking. <laughs> I don't want
0: to deliver packages. i work with packages. Yeah, Like, <laughs> regular not... job. I don't want to do
1: that. But there's rumor they might try and work on it again. So who knows? But it was inspired by that. It is by developed and published by Sad Square Studio, a very new studio, who obviously they got 70K to, uh, on Kickstarter to make this game. Okay. And it is called Visage. It is a psychological horror game, first person. Um, the game starts out uh, with a light coming on in a garage and a man loading a gun and you notice in the background there is a woman and then it backs up slowly and then there is a small boy and then it backs up slowly and there is an even smaller girl it's a very russian doll situation what do say? <laughs> <laughs> and the man loads the gun slowly to the tied up family and shoots each one of them in the head nice you wake up in a pile of blood uh in this house that seems to be repeating itself over and over again. And you slowly find keys and have to keep your sanity by staying in the light, which will and can be turned off and destroyed by the supernatural. Of course. So you can, you can replace the bulbs, but you have to find them. So it's a little bit like that
0: other game we talked about. Which? Uh, was it From the Darkness?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, you don't really go... But for, You uh, don't just have how, a sanity like, meter. Or just anything. how the lights affect oh yeah the lights will definitely affect that but um, this one is graphic wise amazing Mm -hmm. looks great plays great extremely smooth game they did a fantastic job on it Um, and it does have that PT kind of vibe so if you played PT and you really want something like this would be the way to go be um, uh, also Mirrors are extremely important in this game to solve puzzles. Mirrors can take you into different parts of the house. Mirrors can transport you to places you don't aren't aware of. Uh, It gets to the point of where you have to climb an umbilical cord to get into a different room. There is some crazy stuff in this game. Yeah, right. And um, it is uh, pretty terrifying to play. And uh, you know me, I'm a baby when it comes to (laughs) horror games, which is. Funny, I can watch any horror movie in the world and be fine, but you put me with a controller I'm a coward, yeah right, <laughs> but um another anxiety inducing thing in my life, <laughs> but um it's great, n- just just pile it on there yeah <laughs> why not and uh but it is so well done and it is such a good game um I believe it's going for thirty right now, okay like it is a it's a little more expensive than the games I usually talk about but it is. Uh, a good probably eight hours of gameplay. Yeah, you get a lot more. It's not yeah, like just you one, get one of these a Steam games. It's a full game. and uh, There are some very terrifying parts of the family and there's different families that were from the house that end up showing up. Uh, noises coming from everywhere. You can find pill bottles uh, that can help your sanity when you start losing it in the dark. Uh, you have to rush through dark hallways so nothing happens sometimes you'll if you go through too long of a dark hallway you might end up being chased by a small zombie child which oh, is absolutely that's terrifying that's awful yeah um
0: so what you're telling me is that this movie or this movie this game promotes drug abuse
1: yes uh yes it does just
0: like max Payne.
1: right <laughs> it's it's very max Payneish in the point it says hey kids I think you should try this. Take all the painkillers you want. Yeah, the weird part is he doesn't just take the pills. He puts them on a spoon and crushes it. Lights it on fire. Lights it on fire. Buddy. Shoots it up. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun minigame. Yeah. He's like, oh, boy, ghosts. Like, <laughs> Why am I seeing my dead parents disappointed in me? But, uh, I just see that normally. That's not to take uh, drug abuse lightly, but... Yeah it is funny no, no no but um it is a <laughs> it's not funny I'm joking again but uh doesn't that absolve everything when you say I'm just joking I'm just kidding <laughs> no, I'm just kidding even though I just said something really fucked up I'm absolved of it now yay me yeah <laughs> I'm not going to
0: check my privilege. <laughs>
1: but, um, yeah, so my apologies. <laughs> but back to the game itself. It is it is really a fun game, and it is very scary. And for this, also, fun fact, if you have a PC or an Xbox, and you have the Xbox Game Pass, which if you don't, if you have a PC or Xbox, what are you doing it is $10 a month, or 15 for the Ultimate, which gets you PC and Xbox. It is a giant library of free games, and they just put it on there this week. So yeah. you can download it for free. You're going to pay 30 bucks. You just have to pay your membership fee. Just pay your membership fee. Which is 60 bucks. That's <laughs> fine. Which is $198. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Um, it is a really well-done game, and I am going to bring it by so you can play it. Cool. Because it is terrifying. All right. So great puzzles, good scares, great graphics. Nice. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Sounds good. Um, I think that's all we have for this episode. Yep. Right? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so thank you for joining us again. You can do a lot of things with your time that are way better. You so we, really, really, you fucked up. <laughs> but we appreciate it. You just listen to us ramble. We we didn't really have too much of a focus this week. We are just recommending a lot of different stuff. So if you made it through to this point, I applaud you. I wouldn't have. i will turn this shit off and never listen again. It's fine. Uh, but you can reach us if you have mail or if you have inquiries. Or we would like to hear... If you have Shudder, what movies you like on Shudder?
1: Absolutely. So
0: you can drop us a line on Instagram at Blade Apples Podcast. Facebook. On Facebook now we have the Bladed Apples Facebook page up. The email, BladeApplesPod at gmail.com. You can drop us a line there, tell us what Shudder films you like. What are you watching on Shudder? What's something that you want to recommend? We'd love to hear it. Something you want us to talk about? Something you want us to talk about?
1: You can message us through any of those three.
0: Yeah, message or Let comment. We're, we're trying. We're trying to. We're trying to get better at promoting. We need to do that more. I've been saying that, but now that we have a little bit of a backlog, we're gonna start doing that more. In doing so, we want to hear more from you guys and your voices, and and especially with the next few episodes, what your choices of each topic will be whenever we make lists. So if there's a Shutter movie. You that you really enjoy, that we didn't talk about, then... Let's hear it. Yeah, drop a line. We'd love to hear it. Or next week, whenever we talk about, we're going to each make a little Halloween marathon of five films each that we would show. If you have... Send us your list. What five Halloween movies would you show for a party? So we can steal it and have content for the next episode. (laughs) Um, so, So we would love to hear what Halloween movies you will you would show or what Halloween movies you like to watch during this time of year. Drop us a line on Instagram, Facebook, or the email. We'd love to hear from you guys. We want to, we want to communicate more with people on this and
1: absolutely
0: hear from everybody and their opinions more than just listening to us ramble on.
1: And again, thanks to anyone who's listening. Yeah, especially, yeah. Very thank you for listening.
0: It. Especially if you listen to multiple episodes and God bless you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we shouldn't go off on tangents. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're, 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 trying to get a little bit better about everything, but, but yes, yes, next one week day I'll write down directors. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It helps. It helps write down notes. Yes. Um, next week will be our Halloween marathon episode. Like we said, we're going to give you some recommendations for Halloween time films or films to show your friends during this time of year, or if we had a little Halloween party, the movies you would choose to marathon, well, everybody's just hanging out and having a good time. So that'll be next episode. Get us really into the season, really into the mood. Maybe it'll be an aphrodisiac. I don't know.
1: Yeah, put it on in the background <laughs> when you make whoopee. Yeah, <laughs> put this podcast on while you have sex. Yeah. Your <laughs> so, part- so you never get late again. <laughs> yeah, your, your partner is going to get up and leave. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You want to see how angry you can make a person? <laughs> Actually, just put our podcast on whenever. <laughs> you probably piss them off either way. Uh, but that'll be next episode. Drop us a line. We want to hear from you. Thank you to Stephen Mize for making our art, our logo. Check him out on Instagram, Stephan Mize, or a Crawling Panther. Uh, crawling Panther Tattoo Parlor, Okela, Florida. He's an awesome guy. Just hung out with him the other day. Always great to see Stefan. Great to talk to him. Great job to Blaze for making the music and editing and being a great co-host. And uh, because I have to say, because he's sitting here in front of me, but I'll tell any of you behind his back other things. You're supposed to cover your ears during that part.
1: I didn't hear it. What? (laughs) Yes. But yes, thank
0: you guys for for joining us, for sure. Anything else to add?
1: No. (laughs) No.
0: All right. Well... Thank you guys for uh, stopping by and listening to us again. And remember, every day is Halloween,
1: so please act accordingly. See ya.
0: Bye.